Belong, become, believe. You're listening to Grace Church of Northwest Arkansas podcast. This week's message is called Joy, the third Sunday of Advent for December 13th, 2020. The location is the Ray Homestead in Fayetteville, Arkansas, and the speaker is John Ray. We're re- again, we're really glad you're with us if you're listening on podcast from Northwest Arkansas or Nia Bay or wherever you're listening from. We're really glad that you're here. It was a long swim to get out where they were. And even though she was a strong swimmer, she was still young, maybe eight years old at this time. And this was the ocean, not a pool or a lake. It was a bit terrifying. But she had learned how to use a mask and snorkel and fins and was able to make her way with me and Jane out to the middle of the bay. And miraculously, they stayed there in the middle of the bay while we made our way out there. And this rarely happens, but they had. It was a huge pod of spinner dolphins. And as we floated above them, looking down in the crystal clear water, We could hear their clicks and see them playing and chasing each other. But pretty soon I started to hear another sound as well. It was giggling, underwater giggling. Naomi was so enthralled with the sight, indeed it was magical, that she could not constrain her joy. And she was giggling into her snorkel. It was a magical sound. It was joy that overcame the daunting swim and the the potentially terrifying experience of being so far from shore in such deep water. It was a sound I hope I never forget and one that has come to define what I think joy sounds like. This week, we look at a situation where shepherds are confronted with an even more miraculous sight. An angel army above them, singing in full-throated glory. They are very naturally terrified, but they're instructed to receive this not with terror, but with joy. What about us? What is our response to the message of good news? How do we respond? Well, let's look at the passage and see if we can discern this together. Reading from Luke's gospel, chapter 2, starting with verse 8. Now there were shepherds nearby living out in the field, keeping guard over their flock at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone about him. And they were absolutely terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. Listen carefully, for I proclaim to you good news that brings great joy to all the people. Today, your Savior is born in the city of David. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. Then suddenly, a vast heavenly army appeared with the angel praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and peace on earth among people with whom he is pleased. 
Now we see in the Bible, almost every time there is an appearance of an angel, the first thing they say is, don't be afraid. Must be something terrifying about their appearance if this is the common instruction when they are encountered. And indeed, it's just not a little bit scary. So it's interesting in this passage in the Greek, the modifier for both terror and joy is the same. And it's where we get our word mega. So in the Greek, it literally reads, they were mega afraid. And the message was of mega joy. Joy and terror, these things together. But maybe in a relationship that we need to understand how that works how this message of mega joy organizes our emotions. You see, joy is the natural, healthy, and wholly, wholly appropriate response to the good news. Let's say that again. Joy is the natural healthy and holy response to the good news. And as an effect of that, I believe that joy is to be our organizing emotion. I believe that joy is the one that doesn't, it isn't a, a binary choice between joy or grief or sorrow, much like happiness and sadness are binary choices. I believe what joy does is it, it over shadows or it infuses all of our other emotions and orders them, organizes them, allows them space and puts them together. But joy is a really difficult emotion to get a handle on in our current world. It seems really difficult right now. You see, we live in a world of emotional cripples. Right now, it seems outrage and despair are our predominant emotions. We are losing the ability to connect in healthy ways, to engage in the fullness of our humanity, to see and respond to the image of God in other people who don't exactly mimic our own pet politics. We mistake indignation as righteousness and revel in name-calling, othering, and demonizing anyone who doesn't abide by our personal indisputable allegiances. What a poisonous and paltry excuse for the kingdom of God. What an utterly toxic and joyless mess. At the root of this is the failure to understand and receive the message of the angels that was delivered to the shepherds, that was foretold by the prophets, that was incarnated and preached by Jesus, and that is now and forever established in his resurrection and ascension and the promise of his coming again. Friends, Joy is the natural, healthy, and wholly appropriate response to the good news. Let us repent of these other petty, poisonous expressions and believe in the message. In our teaching discussion this week, Ryan Jackson commented that joy has a cosmic weight to it. 
indeed it does. Ellen went on to comment that there is a terror in embracing joy because we are then terrified we could lose it. We're terrified to truly believe, to trust and embrace the joy of being loved by God. And so we let all these other things dominate and joy is desiccated, lost, shuttled to the side, forgotten, replaced with cheap and toxic imitations. At the root of it is this question, can we really believe the good news? Can we really believe that God loves us? unconditionally, unending, and unearned, loves us. Not only that God loves us, but God likes us. That God is proud of us. That God has joy when God thinks of us. Again, often we don't want to accept it, that it might be true for fear that we would accept it and it would prove false. Better not to have believed at all than to have believed and been proven false. The most difficult thing to believe is the deep, unending, unearned, unmerited love of God for us, for you. As I said earlier, joy is not a binary choice. It's not either be sorrowful, sorrow, sorrowful or joyful. It's not like happy, sad. No, joy permeates all of our other emotions. It is to organize them, infuse them. It encompasses and shepherds. It encompass, Joy encompassed the shepherd's terror. It properly organizes and makes space for all of our own emotions. See, it doesn't de- deny or deprive us of our own sadnesses, griefs, concerns, or even our ecstasies, happiness, or exhilarations, but it makes space for them in a healthy, holistic context, both encourages them and constrains them, properly orders them in the context of our responsive joy to the good news of the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is here Repent and believe and let loose with joy. Let joy become the dominant organizing emotion of your life. Let it heal and restore. Give light to and encourage peace, love, and hope in all that you do, in all that we do. Dallas Willard said, joy is not a passing sensation of pleasure but a pervasive sense of well-being that is infused with hope because of the goodness of God. We have joy not just because we gin it up or we experience some temporary exhilaration, but because of the pervasive sense of well-being that comes from believing the good news of the gospel. That allows us to go about our lives and to grieve wholly appropriately, to have our concerns, our sadnesses, our happiness, our excitement in proper place, proper order. 
Joy organizes all of that, infuses it. At Grace Church, we practice that by welcoming others to belong as the natural and joyful response to the expansive good news into which we have found our own belonging. This welcome and inclusion begins to radically reorder and transform our lives, our becoming. This belonging and becoming, these processes and practices then inform our confession, our faith, our believing. Well, I quoted Eugene Peterson a few weeks back when I said that love is our most mature act as human beings. And I want to go out on a limb and add to that and say that joy is our most mature emotion as human beings. Now, test me on this. It's something that I'm chewing on in my own life, testing out. But I, I want to offer that. And I want to strongly encourage you to consider it, that joy is our most mature emotion as human beings. And the primary way that we cultivate joy in our lives is worship. Worship is what cultivates that. Worship is our response, is our, our responsive actions towards the good news that we have received in Jesus. Worship gives our, our lips the practice of saying the words, our, our emotions, the practice of receiving that. We do this both privately and in community, but worship is where we cultivate joy. That wise sage, Mr. Rogers, once said this. He said, part of the problem with the word disabilities is that it immediately suggests an inability to see or to hear, to walk or to do other things that many of us take for granted. But what if people who can't feel or talk about their feelings or manage their feelings, organize their feelings in constructive ways? What if people who aren't able to form close and strong relationships and people who cannot find fulfillment in their lives or those who have lost hope who live in disappointment and bitterness and can find in life no love, no joy. These, it seems to me, are the real disabilities. I couldn't agree more. Friends, our great temptation right now is to live in a joyless world. One full, like I said, of outrage and despair. Where we mistake petty things for what joy is supposed to give us. And we are famished as a result and desperate. I want to invite us this Advent, all of us, to let joy do its healing work in us, in our homes and in our communities, in our churches, and in our very innermost being. You know, I'm not sure what heaven is going to be like, but I think the predominant res resonating and resounding sound will be joyful worship. It may sound like inspired hymns, or 
It may sound like angel choruses, or it may sound like the joyful giggles of an eight-year-old floating above a sea of spinner dolphins. Whatever the sound is going to be, there is no doubt that it will be the sound of pure joy. Thank you for listening to the Grace Church of Northwest Arkansas podcast. You can find out more about us at gracechurchnwa.org. Have a blessed week.